listening to Minds at Yerk. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. How is everybody? Well rested. Concerned about my air conditioner. What's wrong with your air conditioner? Uh, I am currently recording downstairs because our AC has a tendency to run for long periods of time and not seem to be cooling off. Uh-oh. Oh, no. So, it's not necessarily getting hotter, though then it jumped four degrees. So we were like, hmm, okay. Maybe time to, time to check those Freon levels. Yeah. But this is why I'm now sitting downstairs instead of recording in my murder closet. <laughs> murder closet. <laughs> Alex. It's where you keep all the skeletons. How are you? Um, I am good in that kind of sleep-deprived way that I am when I approach a tech week. Oh, it's tech week. Well, it's two weeks till tech week. Ah. But it is approaching tech week for one show that I'm producing. Uh, I helped shepherd a show that I am not technically working on other than making a bunch of light-up magic wands for through auditions this week. And I am also a couple of production meetings into the next show that I'm stage managing that goes into rehearsal, I learned last week, a week earlier than I had on my schedule, in three, four weeks, at the end of August. It is good. I appreciate it. I have missed this. I would just like to point out that I got a text from both of you talking about how you both took a nap today. (laughs) I did not. So. I took a nap today. And a nap yesterday, and they were That's each <laughs> hour-long naps. Which, am, in Alex time, is a long time. Uh, I am actually to the point where I am wondering, at what point does it stop being a nap and just become sleep? <laughs> because mine was a very, very long nap. I think at four hours, it is a sleep. Okay, uh, yeah. then I did not take a nap today. I did a sleep. <laughs> That's fair. And then woke up and panicked <laughs> because I thought it was the following morning at eight o'clock. <laughs> and I was like, I am not only tremendously late for work, I slept through the podcast last night. <laughs> I do have to say, go ahead. This is why my phone is in military time. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there are several reasons for it, but actually, like, the number of times, especially when I'm sick, that I have fallen asleep and panic woken up, not t- knowing what yeah. time it is. 20 o'clock versus 8 o'clock. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It would that's my resolve pro- a lot. That's my pro tip. But then again, half the time I tell you the time wrong anyways, so. <laughs> I do have to say, by the way, I am a lifelong fan of naps. Admittedly, hour <laughs> is excessive. I was at the theater late and home late two nights running and then up at seven in the morning because one i'm an insomniac and two my garbage collection service has changed its route and now buzzes my apartment at 7 a.m on wednesdays um hey they do great work they are heroes (laughs) an important and vital part of our uh uh community but their truck's noisy (laughs) <laughs> if i had if i had one note if i had one note it's just truck noisy oh that just made me so happy so uh naps naps have been ext- extensive the last couple of days and we worked in our dumpster discussion oh oh okay hang on sorry we're 
Look, we're talking about Animorphs TV show episodes one through three, <laughs> technically for the second time, because we've already provided audio tracks for those that you can listen to as commentary and sync up. Recommend going back and finding this. But first, uh, Tim, and also yes. Meg, but mostly Tim, uh, I am, as, as I've told you two both, maybe I haven't talked about it on the show, I am now on the board of directors for one of the theaters that I volunteer at regularly. Yes. And we have been having a discussion in the last week about the limited storage space we have and getting some stuff cleaned out and the fact that we need to rent a mobile waste removal uh, <laughs> container. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm so confused where this is going. Okay. And there has been a lengthy email chain about this. And I'm sad to report that there is only one person in this chain who capitalizes the D in dumpster. <laughs> is it one person who's not Alex? No, it me. <laughs> <laughs> they probably judge you so hard about it, too. Yeah, they, do. they probably do. They're probably like, why does he always capitalize dumpster? That's such He's a weird so pull. Ridiculous. You know why what? is he doing that? I 100% understand because I was that person until we read Animorphs. <laughs> I was that person a couple books into Animorphs. So uh, I just want to let you know, Tim, that I'm out there fighting the good fight. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it. I keep hoping someone will be like, why do you always capitalize dumpster? And I can explain <laughs> and use it as an opportunity to give like really weird explanations of what Animorphs is. <laughs> I got to explain to a non-Animorphs reading friend why Cinnabon follows me on Twitter <laughs> recently. They pulled out their phone and started fact-checking my plot points thinking I was oh, messing with them. That's so that great. amazing. Yeah. Uh, I had to recently explain my Garfield and Light keychain. <laughs> I haven't gotten to do that yet. I'm jealous. I don't remember what someone asked me what it was, but I said it's Garfield and Light, and the majority of the table goes, "What?" And one here goes, "Oh yeah, I remember those books. Wow, that's a that's a deep pool." <laughs> this happened in a work setting. Yes. yes. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> Yes, and and then because I am me, and because I am me, the next word out of my mouth was, "It's probably a good thing my grimace dom jean was broken." <laughs> <laughs> to which I had to explain grimace dom jeans and why they were together. How how much of the the time you read grimace Ronald porn? <laughs> Uh, no, did you leave no, in no. the story? No. Inside joke. Have you ever heard of Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, I've seen the movie. Okay, so you know the scene where he puts on his Dom jeans? It's Grimace in those. <laughs> Fifty That's Shades one of, of those, Purple. One of those explanations that did not make anything better. <laughs> <laughs> the good great news is that i've worked for my company for 10 years and this is not weird to them <laughs> um this is Meg, just megan i hope you don't mind my mentioning this i can cut this if you do but we were a few weeks ago in a a like retro toy store and meg says to me Oh, no. I probably shouldn't get toys to put on my desk at work. I should let them think <laughs> that now that I'm back after years that I'm like, 
adult and responsible? <laughs> how's how's that that going? My work Funko Pops are back in the office, and now there is a toilet ninja and a, a zombie alpaca. So, well, it's going well. It's going wonderful. Wait, hold on. You took one toilet ninja? No, uh, I had gone to the mall at lunch for Mackenzie's birthday, and at the store I was in, they had one. And I was like, well, my collection is not complete. (laughs) And it was one that I already had at home. So I was like, fine, you can stay at work. (laughs) There's a lot of things. Like, this could be a really long segment of things that Megan has done at work that makes her go, fuck, you've worked here for (laughs) 10 years and haven't changed one bit. I mean, one, (laughs) I'm fine with this becoming that segment. But two, I applaud you hanging on to that. (laughs) I didn't want to. (laughs) I know, but I earnestly applaud it. (gasps) Tim, have you you managed to... They they guard my bathroom at my house because I don't have an office for them to be at. Uh, the rest was, of them are in my living room. Yeah, that answers my question. I was going to say, have <laughs> you managed to to bring any nerdy apocrypha into your workspace? Uh, only because I lack the physical workspace is the answer. No, otherwise it would be littered with it. That's fair. Because I, as a person, am littered with it. <laughs> so this is this is very true. Well. While Meg takes, I'm guessing, a picture of the cat in a compromising position. Actually, of my toilet ninjas, because uh, some Minds at Yerk artwork is, like, intertwined into it. So I'm putting it on Twitter right now. (laughs) So, Twitter followers, you know when we were recording. (laughs) Tim. Yes. Do you have a summary or three? I do. Are we ready to move on and summarize? Yes. Have you ever thought about how summarize (laughs) and winterize have nothing to do with each other? I have not until right now, but I'm afraid I have to leave the podcast and go ponder this. Okay, this is going to sound like a really dumb question, but it's some, like, I can explain how terrible I am at spelling. But summarize has an A, right? Not an E? Okay. Yes, yes. That's why we got this in an audio format, and I didn't message you guys in Discord when I thought about it 40 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it is a great... I love it. Okay. Not to be confused, of course, with Betty Davis size. Okay. <laughs> or Jazzer size. <laughs> Please summarize these episodes. <laughs> or winterize them. Whichever you prefer. Okay, uh, the first episode, episode one. My name is Jake. Uh, There's a dog in an arcade. He runs to a modern ruin. Tobias found him for the gang. An alien spaceship lands, crashes. Elfangor is dying. He gives the kids the good, good morphing stuff. Fister 3 shows up. The controllers spot the Animorphs. And the chase is on. The hork are out. Jake finds Homer and morphs him. There's a lunchtime recap. Chapman walks by with those awesome boots. Episode 2. My name is Jake Part 2. Jake heads back to the modern ruin. It's crawling with controllers. The gang heads to Cassie's barn, including Cassie. She's a horse. 
course. Rachel gets a cat and morphs. Marco morphs a rat. Conflict. Control the animal brain. Reminder that Elfanger said two or three hours. <laughs> JK, it's two hours. Tobias disappeared. Rachel has a moment with her sister, and Marco makes dinner for his dad. Back to the modern ruin. Gotta get that disc. Huh? Rachel is spy cat. A plan unfolds for Homer Jake to grab the disc while Marco and Cassie distract. Tobias shows up to help. Disc retrieved. Episode 3, The Underground. Marco thinks Tom might be a yerk. And Tobias and Rachel are becoming a thing. Marco and Jake become lizards at the school. Chapman talks to Tom. Spoiler alert, Tom is a yerk. Gotta get ready for new yerks at the pool. Jake gets a tiger, and Rachel gets a lion. The gang heads to the pool. Cassie acts like a controller, and the gang gets out, and... But wait, where's Tobias? And that was your first three episodes of Animorphs, the TV show. And I'm just gonna say, I don't think it did the books justice. I was... Just gonna put that out I there. I was going to say that having watched it again a couple of years ago, for the first time since it aired, and then watching it again today, like... It's better that I remembered it from that last watch. <laughs> um, so, mm, the last watch was my first watch. Yes. And we watched it while recording that track. So I probably watched it a little bit deeper this time. I don't, I don't have that same feeling of, wow, this was better than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. There is some fun elements to the TV show, though. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't enjoy watching it. But if I were watching this, like, if if I had grown up an Animorphs fan, much like I grew up a Green Lantern fan, this TV show would very much have the same feels of that Green Lantern movie. For me. How do you feel about that Green Lantern movie? Like, I deny its existence. Okay. See, I, I challenge this assertion. Okay. Because... Had you grown up with this, you also would have been younger than you are. Uh, okay, fair, fair. So you would have been watching this with, I think, an ability to suspend disbelief sure. in a way that, like, that way that as a kid you buy it and you want the things you like to be good. Uh-huh. And, like, you don't necessarily have the exposure to always get, like, why this isn't necessarily great. It's cool that it exists and that's enough. And that's at least that... my memory of watching it originally. Okay, so so that's what y'all would say about it, is that you enjoyed it when it came out? I did. Um, okay. I would say the memory feels very mixed for several reasons. Uh, so I would have been about 10 when this came out. I just double-checked it came out in 98. And it was probably the first book to TV slash movie adaptation that I could fully comprehend. And, and I feel like me at that time both was really excited it had something on TV and something that I could visualize, but also would have been really pissed about how different it is from the book. That's fair. But it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a measure of quality of a Oh no 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 like this was uh, yeah. this was just amazing. You changed the story. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, do you have a movie from roughly like the age of 10 that you're like, man, I look back at that in such nostalgia. It's Transformers. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. That was, That's I would true. have been six when that came out. Right around 10. Like, um, or just, yeah, just roughly but in that range. My, 
Yeah, my, my movie from when I was around 9 or 10 remains amazing to this day, and it's Tim Burton's Batman. Okay. So, like, that was about the time that I was 10. Uh, and if I watch that movie right now, I still... Man, this movie's amazing. So, so. I want to ask this question, and I'm not sure there's an answer to it, but... I feel like Tim Burton's Batman has this same energy. Was there any other period in time in, mm-hmm. like, American TV and filmmaking in which the aesthetic of that time period exists in its own original media, its contemporary media, in as exaggerated and stylized a way as the 1990s? No, I, I 100%, that's where I thought you were going with this, uh, 100% agree. One of the things I could not there's... stop thinking about, especially in the first episode in the arcade at the very beginning, is how much the aesthetic of that internet cafe, which, if memory serves, becomes a like major location for the yeah, show. Yeah, it's definitely a set. Um... The way that that looks like the idea of parody of the 90s, but in a way that I think was really just meant to look extreme and cool and futuristic. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like there's any other, I mean, obviously you get, obviously you get things like Happy Days, which we're looking back on, or Grease, which was looking back on a time period. I I feel like maybe the seventies were that way where where when you watch something from the seventies it's exaggerated. It feels exaggerated or Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels exaggerated. But did it feel exaggerated in the moment? Because I feel like even as much as I enjoyed no. this, I looked at that arcade, I'm like, okay, this is very like now aesthetically, but I've never been in a space that actually looks like this. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, I, I, I even remember as a kid being like, where do I find one of these? My exactly. small town did not have this uh, big I'm, city. I'm, I'm, I, everything I'm reverting back to is the Max from Saved by the <laughs> That's, yeah. That's what this is drawing out of me. But even that, that, there had to have been spaces that existed that actually looked like that aesthetically. Because a lot of those design elements, that sort of, uh, vaporwave design aesthetic was an aesthetic that was in everything. Vaporwave is my new Transformer name. <laughs> I'll allow it. All right. As long as hang on, hang on. Whatever parts of you light up have to light up in pink and blue neon. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. You say that like they weren't going to anyway. And uh, instead of flame decals, you have to have the like late eighties, early nineties, uh, zigzag blue and pink spray paint stripes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I then need, we're good. I need the art of this. Hey Tim. <laughs> yeah. Look. <laughs> ah! I just produced I, a trapper keeper on camera. I promise you that no less than two years ago. When we were really ramping up our our Pathfinder campaign, I was like, I need a place for papers. I need a Trapper Keeper. And I could not locate one, and I was so upset about it. I, It's amazing. It is. It's amazing. It makes me very happy. <laughs> I, uh, the show I am stage managing soon is Heather's, so I figured I needed a period-appropriate uh, <laughs> binder for my script. 
Ergo Trapper Keeper. I'm so excited about that show. And it's the the most Trapper Keeper looking Trapper Keeper. Like I, I'm <laughs> half, half expecting a picture of Max Headroom to be somewhere on that Trapper Keeper. I will find a Max Headroom sticker <laughs> to apply to it just for you, Tim. Amazing. All right. I want to double back to something else Tim started to say, which was there are moments that are really cool in this. What are everybody's favorite, like, beats or design elements or just things about this that are not necessarily from the book? Obviously, I am sure I speak for us all, we stan a puffy orange jacket. (laughs) Oh my god, I talked so much about that jacket. I feel like I did too, but that jacket is still iconic as fuck. Oh no, like, watching it this time, and like, how fucking baggy everybody's clothes (laughs) is, and this jacket is so big and baggy that you can have a blue hoodie under it as a liner, maybe? Also, aren't you guys in South California? What the hell? Yeah. They're in in South California, Vancouver. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. Um... Uh, honestly, the 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 person that they cast as Chapman, with all the ways that we landed on Chapman when we were reading the book, it might be the least Chapman Chapman I can imagine. But Chapman's boots, for some reason, like they're <laughs> so wildly inappropriate for any school administrator. He's wearing like steel tip pointed toed <laughs> cowboy boots, and I cannot get past them for some reason. I desperately want a pair. I don't you know, know why. This, you know what this means, though, Tim. What's that? If there had been a an Andalite Chronicles miniseries or TV movie, at some point someone would have turned to Hedrick Chapman, I'm sure, wearing an identical pair of boots, <laughs> and addressed him with, See you later, space cowboy. <laughs> oh, it absolutely should be a thing. Ugh. My favorite moment in this was uh, when they were trying to get into the uh, not Six Flags. Yeah. Jake and Marco are arguing about, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll boost you over. Why me? Because you're the smallest. It'll be the easiest. Well, shouldn't you go first, Mr. Leader? Okay, fine. You boost me over. Well, well, well. And then you hear the keys jangle and the other three are already <laughs> on the other side because Cassie just stole yes. her mom's keys. <laughs> That was very good, like, yes. buddy comedy moment. Yeah. Also, it made me think, you can't toss a dwarf. <laughs> Odd. Okay, so supposing this internet cafe slash arcade was real, what are the odds that they allow dogs in there? Apparently 100%. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that grabbed me right at the start more than anything else. Like, There's a dog in here. Homer actually has the high score on there, Miss Pac-Man. I, I believe it. There's no doubt that that Homer is in charge when the three of them hang out. You would have been of an age where you would have gone to internet cafes if they were a thing. I feel like were these actually a thing? If they like this, if they were, I missed them. Um, okay, I was very much one to hang out at at arcades. Um. Uh-huh. But no, yeah, I, none of that stuff was when when the uh, I, my dad was was pretty much an early adopter of the internet. So uh, you know, 
as soon as it became a thing and a thing we would use, we had access to it at the house. So there was no reason to run somewhere. But yeah, I I don't remember ever having one around me. My general understanding is that they were far more common, especially by like the the early mid-aughts, abroad than they ever were in the U.S. Yeah. I don't know about this aesthetic, but... There was a time when I was certainly more active in online communities and had friends around the world who would regularly connect at an internet cafe. Yeah. Same. Oh. Same. Um, Meg, did you have anything that sprung to mind as things you loved? Um, I really, like, remember looking at both Tobias and Jake's hair being like, I know exactly where in time we are because... <laughs> Tobias has that middle part, slightly, you know, shaggy hair. And Jake has the start of the spikes uh, (laughs) of the early aughts. And uh, yeah, there was that. And uh, I really like how they did Cassie in this. I feel like... I did too. um, Especially like by the end of the series, how serious she is and, and what role she plays it was really refreshing to be reminded that she's so playful and fun in the beginning. So one of the other things I, and I think this is the watch where this actually really felt like a smart choice to me instead of just a change to make the show cooler or whatever, or to fit a formula. I actually kind of like the sort of cooler version of Tobias. I think it still fits with, like, the core of the character, right down to the him giving the bird that he morphs a tragic backstory. (laughs) Which I don't think had ever clicked with me before, that he is finding some common ground with this bird whose life he's going to uh, mimic, steal, whatever. I mean, I guess he's not exactly single white femaleing a red-tailed hawk. (laughs) But he, like, has this weird moment of empathy with, oh, so she doesn't know her parents either. (laughs) Um, But I kind of like this sort of of distant in a different way, but not as... He's not easily cowed. He's a little bit more proactive. And I actually think that with where we see him by the end of the book series and with kind of a lot of the headcanon we developed around him and, like, He's tactical, and he takes action, and he kind of knows what needs to happen, even if he's not a leader. That actually fits sort of with this this take on him, at least in these three episodes. One of yeah. the, the things that I definitely think about this TV show is that there are a lot of things that happen that just really don't feel like we earned them because we're just trying to cover so much ground quickly. Yeah. And I feel like that would have been impossible with Book Tobias. Book Tobias has to work through a bunch of stuff. TV already moderately cool Tobias can can get places a lot quicker. I yeah, I wonder if we get Tobias as a narrator in the TV series. I genuinely don't remember if we. I'm do sure we have to at some point. Do we? I mean, I mean, maybe not. Yeah. I wonder though if part of it is solving for the how much talking to himself can he do problem. Right. Um. Yeah. There was a the the moment in the. Uh, modern ruins <laughs> where Jake is in the the uh pipe or whatever with Homer mm-hmm. and morphs Homer, and then they both run out of the pipe 
one of the two dogs steals a controller's flashlight, and they run off together. Now, I have a question. Okay. When they run off together, the one holding the flashlight is in the back. My question to you is, do we think Jake stole the flashlight, but then let the real Homer take the lead and lead him home? Or the real Homer stole the flashlight and followed Jake Homer home? Oh, no. Which one was tactics and which one was, like, the advanced scout? Uh, definitely he followed Homer home. Definitely he stole the flashlight. So, so yeah. you're saying he was Homer word bound? Yeah. <laughs> I... Do you think Homer is actually looking to get home or wondering where the hell Jake just went? We... Was the homeward bound homeward word bound joke the whole destination the entire <laughs> no. time? Did you just lead me on that one? <laughs> no, I didn't. Shockingly, shockingly, that one came to me as soon as you said he was following Homer. <laughs> Sometimes it's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> Although I appreciate, I appreciate the faith you have in me that I could so easily walk you to such a dumb punchline. I was like, I was, I was Jake following Alex's Homer to the end of that punchline. I just let you carry the flashlight because you had agency. Speaking of, that is, that is one of the changes that felt a little less meaningful to me instead of them deciding to go through the construction site chasing homer there that was literally the first thing i said i was like you took away their choice there 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 was no choice in this in this route that's such a you go back to that so many times in the books well what if i'd had just gone the other way yeah and there's none of that it's gone and I think who's going to be like if I hadn't chased after the dog? I mean, like you'd think it, but also be like that would have never happened. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I mean, what it sets us up for is an episode narrated by Homer, in which Homer <laughs> wonders if I'd only taken the other way. <laughs> I want this I episode. Wrote. I really want to focus on the fact that like Homer's owner disappeared would he be like you're gone all right i'm going home or would he be like like the fact that they do you think that they went home rather than just like constantly around this perimeter looking for jake i mean he did watch jake transform i don't know what that does to a dog's object permanence but like no i think it's good i i firmly believe that Homer knew about the Andalite Yurk War long before they ever came to Earth. And he is <laughs> Elfanger thought spoke to him <laughs> yeah. to summon yeah. him. And uh I, I, I Oh my I god, this, I love this fanfic now. I have Hold this on. image that Homer is trying to walk them through the right things to do all the time. And he's just constantly getting frustrated and doing like a face paw and just being like, Ugh. And the crazy thing is, is this works because of the whole damn Chi and Pimalite thing. Yeah. Like right. they all know. They all know. Yeah. I need a good boy. Help. <laughs> Help. I'm holding out for a homer at the edge of the night. Oh god. This podcast is so weird sometimes. <laughs> I'm shocked that there's no no correlation to those times being when I'm the one hosting. <laughs> it's not. It's every time. <laughs> uh. It's every episode drawn, yes. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm kind of 
I'm kind of crapping on this thing a little bit. I I enjoyed the three episodes, and I cannot wait to watch more. Um, I don't know that that would have been a case had we not read all the books and done a podcast about it, though. Like, you like know, if you had just stumbled onto yeah. this on TV, you'd been like, huh. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have just kind of probably moved on. But it's, given given my backstory, like, I'm, I, I am kind of enjoying it. So I don't want everything to sound negative that I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's talk about the disc, the big oh. new element. <laughs> the CD-ROM. I well, go back and forth on loving and hating this thing so much, like within split seconds. <laughs> so some quick check-in. We know Tim doesn't know what it is. No, yeah, don't know. I have no memory of what it is. <laughs> Meg, do you? I want to say yes, but honestly, I think I'm just guessing. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't actually remember. So, I love that at some point in, in this, they decide, let's just pop it in a computer. Yeah. I ought to read it. <laughs> I don't think even as a 10-year-old, I would have thought, oh yeah, that'll work. And maybe it's because I grew up in a Mac household. I, so I was like, just thinking the same ran, thing. Random discs working was never assumed. Yeah. He had, yeah, like... The absolute best explanation for why he thought it would work, though. Do you remember this? No. He said it worked in Independence Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, That's true. They were oh, like, dumb. But they had Will Smith. And I was like, <laughs> That is, you cannot argue that. That is 100% Independence Day logic. <laughs> um, I could not help but think watching this. Well, no, they need to put it in a GameCube. Just because of the size of that disc. That, yeah, it was so... And I remember even as a kid being like, you don't put that small of a disc in something. What? You actually could. You actually could. I remember there were... Not there in were, my Mac. There were serial... Well, yeah, that's because it was a Mac and they were usually free computer games. There were serials that would give away like little yep, free yeah. computer games that were packed on those mini CDs. Mm-hmm, those little half-sized ones? And if you look at most late 90s through 2000s, not like an iMac and its tray if it was a model with a tray, but any tower, if you look at the CD tray that comes Uh out, there is actually an indentation in it that a smaller disc of that size will sit in Uh to stay centered in that tray. Uh And I remember like General Mills would give away like, Here's Reader Rabbit. It does me no good because I own a Mac. But here, here it is. Here is Math Blaster. Yeah, I remember the little half-size CDs. See, Why General Mills cereal? is a Muppet, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't eat cereal and I had a Mac, so this is not a memory that it's ingrained in me. To be fair, I hated cereal, but it was foisted upon me. And then I could do nothing with the CDs that came with it. Um, except Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It was okay. It's the the greatest of all cereals. Yeah, I I feel like I'm about to admit something that is probably incredibly embarrassing. But um, so I used to run around and play Animorphs on the playground and like at home, and I'd get my sisters to play it and whatever. And I do remember that like one of the games or like you know running around time was like stealing a disc or something. And so I think that's part of the reason I love the TV show having a disc because I was like, that was my idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, yeah. So So here is my question. And I'm sure we talked about this when we did the commentary tracks. What do we think is on the disc? I can go first because I had an epiphany while watching this. I... (sighs) 
I feel like it is the information they would need to understand the yurt. But I also feel like that's really wrong. But I don't know why that's the thought I have. It is Visser 3's complete and unabridged plan for taking over the Earth. I thought you were going to say complete and unabridged porn collection. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it could have gone either way. It's a double-sided disc. <laughs> uh, here is my slightly more serious theory than porn collection. Although, that's my favorite option now. Elfanger specifically gives it to Tobias. After the whole, why do you know my name? Yeah. Line. Right. I think it's the Andalite Chronicles, or at least generally the Chronicles books. I, I, I think, actually really like that. I think literally there would have been a point where it's like, now watch our special TV movie, and they do the Andalite Chronicles. I, I love that, the way you first said it, when you thought it, you said, I think it's the Andalite Chronicles. <laughs> Written by K.A. Applegate. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a PDF. <laughs> No, actually, that's pretty good. Like, But it's I think it's literally Elfanger gives it to Tobias because he knows he doesn't have time to explain. But like, this is why I know your name, kid. Yeah. Because I have to wonder. Yeah. I have no recollection if the Elemist and Krayak show up in the, in the show. I, I kind of feel like that's so. the sort of thing they'd cut because 90s TV standards and practices types would be like, we can't do a TV show that questions a, you know. Religion. monotheistic christian god well i also you know if how many seasons did they do two or three yes two, two. okay um well, two or they three did, they did two, or two. <laughs> no more than two or three <laughs> because apparently within nickelodeon which i do remember this is also something with disney after 64 episodes uh there was a point where like you had to pay people more and give more rights and things like that and so yeah. it got it hit right up to that kind cut line so um i um i i don't know that if you were going to do cryak and elemist do you think it would have been something you would have done in later seasons well and this is my thing this is why i think the disc is the chronicles books or a way to see or learn about that or like i said literally set up a tv movie or series because like oh, that would I be easy what to what it do. was because if you don't have the Elemist and Crack, you need to get that somehow, and that's kind of an easy way to yeah, do it. Okay, now that makes sense. That I makes think sense. I remember where it is now, but there is no Elemist, yeah, because that has always been my favorite book, and I would remember that episode. Unless it's like a booming voice. I may be making <laughs> that up now. <laughs> This is fun. Meg being <laughs> confident and then leaning into self-doubt. Every conversation with me? <laughs> Meg does Hamlet talking about Animorphs. Well, I just was like, there's no way, because I remember glowing guy, and then I was like, damn it, would they do the god voice? I don't know. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes, Meg. <laughs> I feel like whenever I think of that book and that specific storyline, it is all flashes of illustrative imagery rather than like flashes of an episode. So I, I just, I don't feel like they did that storyline. Gotcha. I wonder if, <laughs> because Alex doesn't have enough to do. I wonder <laughs> if you could take clips of the Animorphs TV show and recut it in such a way that you could make an Elemist episode, or like, not even Elemist, like any other kind of theme from the book 
just just piece together scenes enough to where you could make that happen. That sounds like a great skill, a, a great project for anyone with the skill and patience yeah. for video editing. No, yeah, which is no. not me. Let's be honest. Yeah. Podcast editing usually hits my limit of that <laughs> amount of patience. That's why we all take turns. <laughs> I am trying to remember if there is time jumping in the TV series. Like, it doesn't feel like it'd be hard to do. No, it wouldn't. But you, uh, every every TV show had their just like we said their Australia episode, but it was it yeah. was very easy for somebody to do a Wild West episode. So yeah, yeah. time jumps were were very. Comments. Are there any like, other Will Smith movies that you want them to do? <laughs> They've referenced Independence Day, and you've just said Wild Wild West. <laughs> I have. I only have like two big flashes when I think about the Animorphs TV show, and that's the damn disc because it's so out in left field from the books. And the uh, when Jerk gets yurked, like that's it. I don't actually remember any other storyline in this. That's more than I explicitly remember. I remember the disc, and I remember the damn internet cafe. Oh, like, I don't remember the entire episode. I just remember Ashmore Brothers looking at each other. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, okay, yes, I understand now why you remember that. <laughs> okay, also fair, but... The, uh, the other thing that I just want to mention that I've, I've forgotten to mention now a couple times, how... Great was it when Cassie picked up the rock to fake the yerk falling into the pool, and then that just was very good. Yeah, that might have been my like. Oh, Cassie's my favorite moment. The show immediately yeah. gets that Cassie is the best character. Yeah, <sighs> she is really uh, good in the show. Hey, how about Sarah taking the picture of Tobias and Rachel? Oh, really? Yeah. Play up the little sister vibe. <laughs> It's this TV show in that one moment earns itself the merits because we had so much discussion about that picture. Yeah. Resolution. Although it remains my headcanon that they like already knew each other before the construction site night and not like flirted for a day before he turned into a bird. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. I, I would like to think that way too. And a little less trauma bonding. Also, just uh, in terms of the... Let's talk about some prop design and the Greek props in this. That camera... I don't know if you guys used a lot of disposable cameras like that. But if you removed the cardboard, that was part of what kept them light-locked. And it would actually expose all the film. No, I did not know that. If you pull the cardboard off the outside of them that had like the Kodak branding on it... Yeah. It would it would ruin the camera. Interesting. I did not know that, and it's amazing to me that I never made that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously you had to take it off to get the film out, but you do that in the dark room. I don't think I uh, ever. I never took the film out. You know, you always turned to the well, whole no. camera. No. So the, the disposable cameras you couldn't really develop at home. Yeah. So it was. Wow. The other one that stood out to me, uh, just in terms of, like, iconic container shape, the Sunny Delight bottle yeah. in the cafeteria. <laughs> yes. I made the yes. same comment. I, I, I love... That they're being like, man. I love Greek props. 
Uh, so it was it, it was discontinued for a while, but literally this past week I saw it on the grocery store shelf. Yeah, it's in a, it's in a different know. bottle now. It's not in the, the yeah. same like man. I would notice that anywhere type bottle. But I love when they like Greek products because you have to for copyright yes. reasons. But the container is so so it iconic that it's else. like mm-hmm. twenty years later. I know what the fuck was in that <laughs> yes. bottle. Yes. I do like truly wish that sometimes you could have the option of buying shows like with their original commercials because I just wanted to remember like all the things I had forgotten that I had been advertised. I mean, imagine a bunch of like fruit by the foot and gushers commercials. I don't know. Lots of ads. Yes. Well, also because it was Nickelodeon, you would have had lots of ads for at the time, probably slimy. My cousin Skeeter. Yes. Oh yeah, like because there was like a Teen Nick block that Animorphs was part Snick. of. Yes. Yeah. Uh Cousin Skeeter was probably around this time. You would have had probably show. commercials for all that. Yes. The Amanda show, maybe? Maybe. Um I think this was just after Space Cases wrapped up, but Alex Mack was probably still in its last season. Ooh, I don't know. Mystery Files of Shelby Woo, I think, was maybe still going yes. at this point. None of my siblings liked that show. I loved that show so I, much. I literally bought the novel, not novelization, <laughs> but like the series of novels about Shelby Woo and her grandfather. Oh, amazing. Like, but if not every one of them, almost every one of them. I loved that show. Like all three of those that yes. I just named, I adored. Like this is probably going to be the weirdest comment, but it filled my like love of babysitter mystery books which was probably because by this age i would have been falling off babysitters club but those i still would have read because i love mystery books and so she combined my love of claudia and mysteries it was so great god i love that show so much pat morita was on this tv show yes mr miyagi played her grandfather I have never heard of this TV show. I, oh my, like, Paramount Plus, not to just be like, hey, you should get another streaming service, but uh, I've had it since it was CBS and uh, continue and have been looking at it more because a show I love is only on it now, but they have partnered with Nickelodeon and like we set looking through two different like sections and all the cartoons and kids shows that we both had forgotten we loved meg so. can we like pick a saturday or sunday and hang out and watch like old oh nickelodeon yes. mystery shows yes but you have to come over in your pajamas <laughs> done that is preferable to me and do yes we'll have like breakfast themed oh my god yes we are doing this i mean so excited breakfast and i'll bring donuts i'll bring some good fucking donuts yes that's, uh, yes and alcohol donuts and alcohol alex, perfect alex does always bring the best donuts oh, i do I'm so excited now yes can we confirm that alex mack and shelby woo and space cases which I of those are there we'll find out Sweet. for sure i'm leaving all this in by the way listeners be jealous <laughs> <laughs> 
but also like Paramount Plus, it's like five or six dollars a month, and Evil is on it, and Evil is the best show. Listeners, tell us if you want us to pivot <laughs> to talking about Nickelodeon teen comedies for a couple seasons. This is uh, yes. this is this is how the Shelby Woo cast was born. Like I'm watching yes. it happen. You'll woo the day. <laughs> That's so oh good. my god. Now I need to know. I named it. We have to do it. <laughs> I really want a You'll Woo the Day t-shirt. They so are on Amazon for sure, so we at least could buy them. Okay. Oh, okay. This, this show may take a weird left turn when we finish, <laughs> when okay. we finish Animorphs. Okay. <laughs> All right. I am going to open... Okay, leave this open so that later when I'm like, why did I open Shelby Woo? I will remember. Oh, I will not let you forget. (laughs) Okay, okay. Tim, do you remember any of these shows that we just named existing? No, not none. Okay. Uh, I didn't know, I'm assuming Skeeter was from Doug? No. No. Oh. Cousin Skeeter Skeeter was a live action show with basically this sort of, as I recall, Fresh Prince of Bel Air premise where this cousin moves in with his family. The cousin's a puppet. (laughs) Skeeter's a puppet. How? Like, what are the odds that there were two Skeeters? Like, that blows me away. Um, One, two, Skeeters stand before you. <laughs> honk, honk! No. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, when I remember Snick, I remember Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes, I love that. And Roundhouse? That, is also, I, that yeah, is also on yeah. Paramount Plus. And Doug? Yes. Ren and Stimpy? Yes. Clarissa explains it all. Yes. Rugrats might have? No, maybe not. Rugrats would not have been Snick. But no. no. But it's it was on. Nicktoons. Nick, Nicktoons. Okay, age. so those are running together a little bit for me. Yeah. yeah. Doug, Doug and Rugrats were Nicktoons. Because I want to say Caitlin is the same age as the Rugrats would have been. The original Snick block was Clarissa Explains It All, Roundhouse, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and... Future Alex here, editing. I'm about to say that all that was the fourth show in Snick. Rin and Stimpy was the fourth show in Snick. All that wouldn't be added for a couple of years later, and by then, Pete and Pete would also be in the lineup, Clarissa would be out, Alex Mack would be in, all that. You know what's insane? Okay. Absolutely insane? My mother would not let me watch Clarissa Explains at all, even though that was Sabrina and I didn't understand why I couldn't watch it. I don't remember Roundhouse, but they had no issues with me watching Are You Afraid of the Dark, a show (laughs) that is responsible for me being absolutely terrified of vampires, like to my core until twilight was created and even now still like that is one of the big bads in my head i just it baffles me what did clarissa have that made it no but are you afraid of the dark we're talking three years old watching this clearly they didn't want all of it explained to you yeah you would be too powerful yes was it like I'm so afraid to watch this show because what if it is the end? I have learned all the knowledge. Oh, now we have to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was, I don't really remember, but I feel like that was a pretty clean show. Like, I don't. It was. Yeah, like, I genuinely don't. Was it the sole fact that her guy friend would, like, climb into her room? Is that it? Maybe. Mom, I need these answers. I don't remember Clarissa's guy friend. I also. Was not allowed he, to watch he, Ren and Stimpy. 
lean his lean his ladder up against the window and climb through. And whenever he knocked on the little, there would be this little dun sound Her effect. Clearly, gay best friend. Like I. Oh yeah, his mother. His mother was a roller derby performer. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Just. Uh, yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy either. And then there was her brother, Ferguson, who worshipped conservative pundits. When was Pete and Pete on? Pete and Pete predates Snick. Okay. Yeah. It re- it overlapped with it, but it never ran as part of it. Because Snick was like, always, we're launching new programming here. Like, it was only Clarissa. I don't because I watched all all that. Yeah. I Roundhouse. Don't understand. Roundhouse was this really cool thing, by the way, that was like filmed in front of a live studio audience on a revolving stage, and it was like called like a play with cues, and there was a stage manager, and like I set pieces would revolve in. No memory of this. At all. There are episodes on YouTube. It's weird, I, yeah, but really, but... really cool in this way that like. I loved it, but <laughs> I know that it did not play to other five-year-olds at all. Yeah. I'm just baffled now. Um, Animorphs was fun, too. <laughs> I was so excited, because Animorphs was a Y7 show, and I don't know why I thought that was super cool, because I was 10. But I guess, <laughs> oh, that would have been why, because I would have been like, Emily and Caitlin can't watch. I can watch this by myself, which was hard to get in a house full of kids in. Fair. Um, oh, I was going to ask something. What was it? I don't know. It went away. How do we feel about the theme song? We heard it for the first time in episode three. <laughs> I love that song. I, I spent at least 15 minutes trying to find a place where I could get it on my phone. I think that was like when you could make your own ringtones on a Mac was like still the first ringtone I made. If you know what you're doing, you still can. Oh, I mean, I still know how to do it. I just yeah. don't have a desire to have a ringtone anymore. <laughs> That's all. My phone's never on ring. Fair. Um, at the beginning of the second episode, while Jake has his like angsty, anxious walk down the street, where every time <laughs> someone walks by, like this sound cue would play, and the camera would zoom in a little and kind of jump to the side, and then jump back and zoom out. Very like, X Files. The music sounded exactly like the X-Files theme. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Did oh, you, sorry. Did you notice the, the final person that he walks past? It was the, the I don't remember if it was a woman. I it don't was... remember if she was pushing a stroller or not. But she was either 20 years old or 65 years old. <laughs> yes. So, Tim, she was pushing a stroller, but it was empty, and she was both 20 and 65, and she actually was visiting town from Twin Peaks. Yeah, no, that <laughs> very much, 100% I accept that explanation. Do we think, do we think that part of the reason why some moments in this show feel a little cheesy is because they should have just gone out and hired a horror director <laughs> and a horror cinematographer? Yes. But also, man, they must have, like, recently learned that slow-mo shaky shot. Because I feel like that was everywhere in that episode. <laughs> I had to stop and double-check the date at that point to be like, was this after The Matrix? No, it gave me very, <clears throat> um, I was about to say Cops, like the TV show Cops vibe, but I don't know why that doesn't <laughs> make sense. But that is, like, my gut reaction, and I don't know why. 
Bad yurks, bad yurks. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad unsolved yurks. mysteries. That's what it is. It's not cops. It's unsolved mysteries. No, it's that's yes. the vibe. I think yes. that that might have been like at the first production meeting they sat down and were like, "We think we want to go for an unsolved mysteries vibe." Now, do we think that's intentional, or do we think that's because every time we see Vister Three, it's the exact same shot? I, it is a hundred percent can canon now this is an entire <laughs> unsolved mystery series also andalite mullet still haven't discussed that enough <laughs> I, the, the, another way you know it's the 90s the yes unsolved mysteries theme i think there was a book that's like when you make your tv show creepy this is how you do it <laughs> and they both read that book is what it do was. you think do you think that their first choice for chapman was Riker, and he was just busy Ooh. No, I would have, I you know what, Jonathan Frakes as as Chapman would have been phenomenally amazing. Can we also talk about how even though this time I knew, because last time I looked it up, I double checked, and also he's like fifteen years too old to be Paul Feig, did have to double check and make sure that wasn't Paul Feig playing Chapman. I, I was just thinking, who who was it? And it is not somebody I know. Paul Feig's older brother, maybe his <laughs> maybe. cousin maybe it's like i'm always like is that sabrina's homeroom teacher here's oh, another that's yep nope i see it 100 percent. here's another bit of six degrees of separation that i found on imdb while watching this mag uh-huh brooke nevin who plays rachel was recently in a movie directed by malcolm goodwin oh what movie also i love him so much I know. This is why I had to tell you. I think he just, his wife just had a kid, too. Oh, cool. That's not important. But I I am fairly certain. Well, and it fills the time while I look up the name of this movie. Yeah. Construction. Okay. Came out this year. I think she's the female lead in it. That is exciting. I do love her. Vin, Bobby, and Ray are three blue-collar guys who can't seem to get things to line up in their lives. They had so many dreams when they were 18, but then life seemed to catch up with them, and now they feel stuck in every way. This is a story about men and the women who do the emotional work that they can't. I might have paraphrased <laughs> that last sentence. <laughs> a story about men and the women who make them better. Uh-huh. I think I had I think I had it right. I think so too. Also, hashtag too real. I feel like the most known person outside of like the kids for me is the guy who plays Visitor 3, but I don't know. Like, I was of an age where I, I don't think I would have seen him prior to this. And I don't know if he just looks so familiar because anytime I see him, I immediately recognize him as Visitor 3. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, no, I get that. You're, like you're, his... you're talking about the the Animorph costume that was also used to play Elfangor? Yes, yes. <laughs> anytime an Andalite pops up, I'm like, ah, it's Visitor 3. It's going to be great when that shows up in a movie <laughs> as another character and nobody mentions <laughs> it. This is, <laughs> this is like... a weird intergalactic sequel to My Cousin, <laughs> not, uh, not My Cousin Vinny, Weekend at Bernie's, yeah. or My Cousin Vinny. You know what? He could be the judge. <laughs> I Yeah, just like, you see the blue horse? Yeah, I know what that's from. I get that reference. Yeah. good. <laughs> Eugene Lipinski is yes. the actor who was in Superman 2 apparently he's also in some episodes of Arrow and Fringe Green Arrow? Whatever. Arrow yeah, yeah you had it he was in Fringe 
Yes. I mean, he's a bald man. Why do you think he played? <laughs> he, he, yeah. He was he December. <laughs> very typecast. Alexei Leonov on Arrow. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. The Warcraft movie, you know, beloved classic. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly, Sean Ashmore is the most successful to come out of the show acting-wise. Also in French. Was it, or was it his brother? Both. Um, it's a really good episode of French. You you might actually, Mag, you might have seen Eugene Lipinski in something before this. He was what? on Goosebumps for three episodes. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Um, I also really, if you haven't watched The Boys, spoiler alert, Sean Ashmore is in The Boys, and it is really fun to think of Jake. Watch Animorph Jake. And then go watch him, his run in the boys and be like oh jake post-war jake pre-war jake post-war oh no <laughs> and it just is great one of eugene lipinski's characters on goosebumps was named mr mortman please tell me he turns out to be the mothman i have no idea i was thinking salt <laughs> and they just misspelled his name when he started his salt <laughs> company <laughs> Oh, he was in both Superman 2 and Superman 4 as two different characters. We have not discussed how they are wearing shoes and some of the baggiest clothes when they morph. <laughs> like, to be fair, they're not going to show naked and nearly naked kids. But, like, looking at this, I'm like, you didn't even try. You didn't even have to be like, <laughs> we have to break out our straight like mom jeans. No. Like, Marco is... Not in Jinko's, but very close. Like Marco's at like 65% of a Jinko. <laughs> like, like if his weight is 120 pounds, like at least 40 of that is his clothes. Like it's so bad. He's 90% <laughs> denim by body mass. <sighs> and yeah, he's just like not no shedding of the coats or anything. Just straight up, yeah. We morph with clothes. I feel like yeah. it sort of made me very angry as a kid, too. Like, so mad. I think that's fair, but you're right. Like, there's really just no way around that. Yeah. Like, even to have the explanation of, why are these kids always running around in swimsuits? Yeah. Like, it makes animorphs the book's even funnier in some ways because if that's how baggy kids' clothes were, and you've got these kids that do occasionally run around in skin-tight clothes, what were people thinking? Yeah, yeah. Just, oh yeah, that's that's California. I will. I want to ask this question though. On that note, um, given TikTok and given the sheer number of animals doing weird shit that I have posted in our Discord in the last, like, two months that I have been on TikTok. Do you think it would actually be easier for them to get off with, get away with weird stuff in Morph now? Oh, Because absolutely. of how much people are just like, oh, let me just record this and put it on TikTok. They 100% would have a TikTok that is checking out cool animals doing weird things. And everybody's like, wow, how do you find these cool videos? Because they're posting their own. They it's, do a Spider-Man. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Peter Parker. <laughs> yes. 100%. It is a Peter Parker to normalize animals doing weird shit. So thus, when people see animals doing weird shit, they're like, 
I gotta take a video of that and not, we should be concerned. <laughs> and let's be clear, 100%, Marco started this yes. and Jake was the last oh, one yes. to know. Yes. yes. And Eventually, Eric narked on him. <laughs> oh no. But only, only because Marco made fun of dogs one too many times. No, Jake 100% is disassociating at the dinner table while his parents watch the news and is watching it going in the back of his mind. Why does that gorilla yeah. look so far? We were, why does that location, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> like that Where did that 100%. raccoon learn to skateboard? Yes. yes. The most recent TikTok I posted in our Discord. <laughs> yeah, especially now post-COVID, people have had time to teach their animals so much stuff. I just, I can't. This war would have been won so much quicker (laughs) i do kind of love the idea of a gorilla and a grizzly bear doing like tiktok dances moving down an escalator or something (laughs) and people being like that's a good costume yeah yeah i by choice do not like videos where people disrupt public areas because i have been on those subways at rush hour with teens trying to do that and there are fewer things i hate more in this world yeah i I'm not a fan of the, like, let's get in a public space and do sketchy shit. But I will absolutely watch a bird do something weird and be like, it's Marco again. Yeah. They would make the world. But also, can you imagine Gen Z having the power to morph and how they would handle it? I just... I mean, let's be honest. So bad. If, if so wonderful. If millennials or Gen Z had the power to morph... At some point, it would go from resistance fighting aliens to also, like, driving specific politicians insane to the point of forcing them out of public life. Yes. Like, there would be so many skunks always following Mitch McConnell everywhere he went. <laughs> so happy with that thought. It would be turtles all the way down. <laughs> And Hank Green would be in on it. Nope, that's a John Green book. <laughs> but Hank Green's on TikTok. So is John Green. Oh, Hank Green's on he's, my For You page. I was going to say, he's not as, as funny as Hank Green. Um, <laughs> man, that is such a wonderful image. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that, sound, that sound you just heard, listeners, <laughs> is the birth of an entirely new genre <laughs> of fanfic. <sighs> Anyways. If 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 you imagine a timeline, it just split off infinitely with all these new stories that will be on archive of our own about how you would drive different shitty politicians insane with morphing powers. Hey, they worked really hard not to say the word morph in the first episode. They did. It, w- it, it has- was jarring the first time she said it. It has the exact opposite energy of Marco going, oh. We're animorphs. We're animal morphers. (laughs) Now it's like, and then we mutated. (laughs) No, that's not what that word means, Jake, you dumbass. You know what I am bummed about not getting? Jake eating bug while in lizard. Yes. Yeah. Like, was it hard to get a lizard to eat a bug, really? (laughs) Well, it's not hard to get the lizard to eat the bug. But if you have the lizard eat the bug, 
You can't say no animals were harmed in the filming of this production. Oh, shit. Bugs are animals, too. New merch. (laughs) I've had too many of those. I have to go sit down and process this. (laughs) Things happened in the past few days. Aren't you glad you don't have to edit this one, though? A little bit, yeah. (laughs) All right. Do we have anything else about these three episodes? No. Where do we think they're located? (laughs) (laughs) Vancouver of California. Yeah. We really need to update that show, don't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because whatever I, and I'm the only one who asks it anymore, but whatever I do, you guys both laugh. It makes me happy. I'm so glad we can make you happy. Me too. Uh, how would technology change everything? I think we covered that with TikTok. We really yes, did. absolutely. We really, really did. So, um... You know, I actually intended not to make this a surprise, and I accidentally uh, forgot Whoops. to clue Tim in. Uh, there is no animal fact this week. What? Instead, this is, this is what happens. Well, when you're late. Is, Hold on, sort of I, is, have I, to, I have to I find do, a table to flip really focus. quick. No, focus him. Focus him. Okay. This is what happens when you're late. I, I do have a late. I do have a contribution to this conversation. Yes. Courtesy of someone who replied to one of our tweets. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but, um, instead of my sharing animal trivia, I would like to throw this to our correspondents recently back from the field, Tim and Meg. No. <laughs> to report on the latest. <laughs> it took you a now long Tim time to realize this. <laughs> Watching that Actually, it, was, it was totally worth to not tell him beforehand. That was great. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, that was such a good reaction. What is the latest what are the latest developments <laughs> in the world of Bigfoot? Okay. So I wanna wait, I wanna start this by saying we're about to have a lot of laughs and a lot of commentary. We mean absolutely no ill will or mean yeah. thought towards anything. I, I will set a stage here real quick. Tim and Meg spent their weekend at a Bigfoot convention. Absolutely. <laughs> they they did not go to laugh at the Bigfoot. No. Or the Bigfoot attendees. They went to participate and earnestly enjoy it. Yes. Yes. And we did. Um, and it met gave some, us a lot of yeah. information on how to do our own convention, but yes. And there were some really fun people up there, and, and it was a good yeah. time. Um, the latest, which I bought a book. Called the Quantum Bigfoot. I explained this to so many people. Too. Yeah, um, <laughs> there are theories that Bigfoot can teleport, can travel through the ground like Earth Swamp Thing, uh, and that they can communicate the swamp portals. I, I, okay, so they weren't real clear. There was that whole thing where they were talking about the three circles on the ground. Yeah, so it's it, a portal. It but could it's, be. It, 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 instantaneous portal yeah. it's not like you have to hop around from portal to portal no but uh, there was also like a, a they just form into the earth kind of theory oh yeah i forgot about yeah, that yeah yeah that was a lot um but that they uh they're they're they communicate telepathically or, or at least it's possible that they can but the one that i found the most interesting out of all that because some of that stuff you know whatever the the thing that I thought the most interesting was that the reason that you can never get a good picture of Bigfoot and why it's always blurry is because they emit some sort of electromagnetic field 
that messes with uh, electrical equipment. And I, I thought you were going to say because they have speed force powers and vibrate really fast. Pretty close. But like, that, that honestly, was the one where I was that like... That would fit with the, a lot of what we heard. The, that was the one where I'm like, if, I, if I'm if i going to write my Bigfoot story, that's the piece that I like the most out they of what also we heard. discussed essentially like that really low tone that can make people yeah. crazy and that Bigfoot... He meant in, this when oops. he's not scared, but senses that humans are close. Infrasound. Infrasound. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like that, those things I found fascinating yeah. because those, that kind of Bigfoot I find more believable than um, Bigfoot who can turn invisible and travel through portals. Yeah. No, that's the same thing I was thinking. Like, there's a plausibility to it that I was like, e- e- if nothing else, it makes for good storytelling. Yeah. You know? um, I also met the one of the guys who uh, recorded what is believed to be the best example of Bigfoot sounds several years it ago. the one that hasn't been disproven. Right. They are called the Sierra Sounds, and they were recorded back in the 70s for Volume 1. I don't know when Volume 2 was done because he was sold out of those. Uh, But yeah, like, just as a concept, there was a lot of fun to be had. And if you've never been to a Bigfoot convention, you should go, but you should go with the right mindset. Yeah, like, we met some people and chatted with people that were genuinely really cool to talk to yeah. and also did listen to a woman claim to be native american and uh an animal psychic yeah so, yeah and like for anybody listening i 100 percent believe in ghost and like 50 percent believe in bigfoot um as haunted as you are i animal I psychic animal psychic doesn't feel very real, but the only way that we heard it explained was them projecting images into animal. So, like, sure, like to get reactions, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, I could probably project into the cat's head as she jumps on my leg. Um, <laughs> Proof. I'm going to attack you, vibes. But yeah, no, but it was um, it was a ton of fun. It was Meg. Something yes. you said also reminded me of, of a thing I wanted to point out as a why in, in this ep- the first episode, second episode, actually, of Animorphs. Why does Jake have, like, a pop art print of a Native American chief hanging in his bedroom? Didn't even notice it. I'm gonna have to look at this now. Never had before noticed it this time. That was weird set decoration. <laughs> Man, I'm definitely gonna be noticing the sets more. Um, so they had some interesting speakers, and to be fair, like, we are on perimeter of conspiracy theories, because I think we're both afraid at some point we're actually going to end up leaving one, <laughs> but uh, there were these guest speakers that are on some show, I think that is on the Discovery Channel, it's like Monster Men or something like that. Monster Hunters. Yes. Yeah. And um, they were very much like, did not have a set presentation. And expected big audience participation of asking questions. And the first person. (laughs) I would like to say before this question, we had heard 
um, discussion of Bigfoot's mating and um, the implication that if you see one lone Bigfoot, it's actually like a young man Bigfoot and he prefers women and no guns. And I was like, this is scaring me a little bit. Yeah. And so this Bigfoots are straight, damn it. I would also like to point out that Tim refused to get up and ask my question, which is, can Bigfoot contract COVID? But that is all I want to say about this, because this dude stood up and asked, given how big big feet are, and you know what they say about big feet, is Bigfoot packing? And I don't know why I was so shocked that I was. And they responded with something along the lines of either we haven't gotten close enough to notice or we were too busy looking at something else to notice or something, which either implies that he's not or that he's not real. (laughs) Or there's a third option. These guys noticed that first and do not want to admit this entirely. Honestly, 100%, that is the answer right there. Yes. Yes. Did they, like, awkwardly kind of side-eye each other and then turn back out to the audience and say, we don't know. No, it was not a, like, very clearly this is the first time this has been asked of them vibe. Um, yeah, it was fun to live tweet. Because I think several times I had posted about how, like, hey, can we stop asking how Bigfoots make other Bigfoots? Because, like, <laughs> not a topic clearly, we discuss. Clearly, Bigfoot reproduces through asexual budding. Yes. Just, like, yes. You clip off a finger. For. You clip off a toe. 100%. You clip off a toe, it grows a whole new Bigfoot. Yes. Because, like, man, I, yeah, I learned lots about Bigfoot. And, um... This led to some fascinating conversation <laughs> on my Twitter feed. Yes. This Thank is where you. I came into the conversation. <laughs> yes. To which I respond, that's the easy, lazy question. The real question is, does Bigfoot have a baculum? <sighs> that's also the title of the most cursed parody of If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. If You Give a Bigfoot a Baculum. <laughs> Oh, I hate it. So I, I decided that everybody was going to get Bigfoot baculum for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this this introduced, however, ethically sourced. E- ethically sourced. <laughs> Sorry. I miss Jen. <laughs> Jen and I actually had the Bigfoot baculum conversation separately, and her answer was yes. All other primate humans do. So scientifically, probably. <laughs> Um, last Bigfoot mate was human, and who knows? And I just don't want to know. I just don't want to talk about his penis. Well, unfortunately, I know for we're you, about to, but I uh, just would like to go on record. A a a person named Finn replied with a uh, controversial biblical scholarly theory. <laughs> I say controversial because uh, it has been put out there, but it's not generally accepted. He clarified. And Finn says, of course he does. The only reason humans, do- humans don't have a baculum is that God took it from Adam to create Eve. Rib was a mistranslation. The Hebrew tsela never meant rib, and males aren't missing one anyway. It means protruding member. Uh, Meg at that point asks how much of this is bullshit, and Finn says it's been put forward as a real theory by, among others, biblical scholar Zion Zevit. But it's not generally accepted. I offered it as a curious and amusing gem of trivia 
rather than as something I believe. Would uh, like to point out, this is a friend of mine. This is not a random dude on the internet <laughs> inserting himself into this Bigfoot religion conversation. <laughs> it is my friend Finn who did go to seminary and thus I have to, in similar fashion of with Alex, occasionally go, I don't know if you're lying to me or not. <laughs> so this is a qualified <laughs> expert is also the important information Yes, here. well, because I think Friend and expert in Tim said, said something, and it reminded me that Finn had gone to seminary. I think maybe he just did his PhD. And, oh, man, I'm now doing that confident to self-doubt thing. Anyways, <laughs> Finn knows a lot about religion. That's all that needs to be I said I called here. it out, and now Meg's not even sure about the confidence <laughs> to self-doubt. I just, Finn has studied in some fashion religion to a point where i have to be like is this really a translation that guys it's not a rib and we just all agreed at some point that yeah that's really fucking creepy and we don't want to talk about that or is this like, like the time i accidentally convinced tim that t.s Eliot's full name was taylor swift <laughs> as soon oh as somebody mentioned that baculum was mistranslated to rib. All I could think of was a McBaculum sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't get it. (laughs) I cannot get it out of my head. So glad you did not. (laughs) Thank you for holding off on that. It's like, Uh, it's been a (laughs) It's plagued me for days. It has to be grimace eating the big back <laughs> for the record if you're going to draw this crossover that being said we would be missing tim if he had brought this up this cursed image <laughs> so uh yeah that's that's animal trivia for this week bigfoot has vacuum <laughs> or as tim said got back. bigfoot is a grower not a shower <laughs> In about that inflection. Uh, this entire <laughs> bit, I've been like, I hope she doesn't say it. I hope she doesn't say it. I hope she doesn't say it. Oh, no. No, no. No, no. That was 100% me. Still not the funniest thing said this weekend, but a definite second. Well, now we need to know what the funniest is. Do I have permission to share what the funniest is on... on... I, I don't remember, but sure. <laughs> Tim comes out of the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I'm sorry. No. Uh, so, <laughs> like, there are times when you say things and you don't realize the implication of it. I will... I will... I was in the bathroom and my button fell off my shorts and went into the toilet. And then I, I walked out of the bathroom and I looked at Meg and all I said was, I need to change my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Never once thinking about where her head would go with that. <laughs> I really expected this to be, I looked at the stall to the left and there was Bigfoot. <laughs> Though I do have a picture of Tim with Bigfoot. No, I can't tell you how I just died. <laughs> Bigfoot, while we were standing in line to get our Bigfoot merch, Bigfoot came by and started playing with Meg's hair. Yes. Yes. It is probably the best picture of Tim I've ever seen. <laughs> he just looks so happy. 
That's weird. Whenever I try to take a picture of Tim, he's just really blurry. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hold on. Which one of you is Bigfoot? Can Bigfoot take pictures? No. Yeah. Is it also well, blurry if he takes the pictures? So th- th- There was also that debate about whether or not they decide to launch this electromagnetic pulse or whether it's just always around them. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Young Bigfoots actually really struggle with controlling their electromagnetic pulses <laughs> in math class. And that's why there's just some places that will never have self for them. So... My my father actually used to be a professional photographer, and I can tell you firsthand, there are not a lot of pictures of him for, for like, a lot of time, because he was always the one behind the camera. What if Bigfoot only takes the pictures? <laughs> Big, Bigfoot is that guy who walks by and sees you trying to take a selfie, and he's like, hey, no, I'll I'll take that picture for you. Who do you think Disney exclusively hires to take pictures of people on roller coasters? Alright, I'm, I'm sold. This is some great, great. Disney pick. is covering up the existence of Bigfoots, just like, just well, like Willy Wonka was... covers up the existence of Oompa Loompas. That was another thing. Like there were so many dudes that have like military something in their background that I was like, I'm almost to the point that I can't deny it solely on this fact alone. Of like, what did you guys see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim. Yes. Hard pivot. Do you have predictions for the next three episodes of Animorphs, which I will point out you have seen before? <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so they <laughs> they're going to damn it, no. I don't remember any of the next three episodes. Um, Visser 3 is going to turn into a human. I do remember that. Uh, Chapman's going to F up a bunch of stuff. Uh, Tobias is going to turn into a bird and like, like they're going to find out that he's not going to be able to turn back into human. I mean, I feel like you're cheating a little bit. A lot. Because he already turned <laughs> yeah, into the yeah, bird. Yeah, a lot. One thing we have not acknowledged is at this point, like one out of every 10 summaries Tim has written is either about or a parody of the first animal. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, do you think we have passed the end of book one by the third fucking episode. Uh, yes. Like, are we gonna get the whole Melissa cat Chapman? I was. I, I remember. I remember a cat, but now I don't remember if it was a cat just because Rachel already did a cat. Right. That's that's what I was honestly sitting here thinking. Would they have a storyline from book three? I don't remember. No. Much about what no. Is that the wood lumber one? Well, the uh, the book the, three is nine. the one with Tobias's hawk girlfriend. Yeah, no, no, you won't get book three. Book three I mean, is too no intense joke. for TV. Yeah, I'm like I, outside of Tobias' suicide attempt, I couldn't tell you what the mission was of that book. But I can tell you that that's so, enough that we're not going to get. You know what? So I'm if saying? we're not going to get episode three, then what happened in book four? They're going to find out what's on the disc. That's not in one of the books. But no, okay. it's not. But that's sure. going to happen in the next three episodes. Does it? Do you remember it happening? No, I do not. But I don't remember. What if that like, is the season one arc? Yeah, uh, it might be. What if it was never resolved enough. in the entire series? Um, you know how much that would suck? Is that why I can't remember the rest of this? Do I just rage quit all the time? The other thing I'm trying to remember is, does Axe show up before episode six? And I feel like he does. Is he played by the same puppet? Y- yes. 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 Also from the the shoot. What was the name of that TV? That was USA TV show he was on, but I don't remember. Um, the puppet? N- no, the actor. 
Not the oh. in his in his people form. In his people more. So, people, yes, in his people more. So I guess in some ways, in case you missed it, we're doing three more episodes next. Yeah. Yes, and then we'll go to two each. We're just kind of adding an extra to cover the ground we've already trod. Yep. Who has things to promote? I can go first. Yeah, go ahead. I have I have recently been on a couple more episodes of Comics Quest. Uh, did one talking about Deceased, and did another talking about Donny Cates' Doctor Strange run, which will be the first in a multi-part series of my occasionally dropping in to talk about Donny Cates' Marvel work, and my ongoing conspiracy theory that it all leads up to Donny Cates rebooting the Pet Avengers. <laughs> Fair. Also, you know, the usual mind, or panelology, this is Minds at York, you're already <laughs> listening to that, you don't need me to tell you to. Somebody else promote something. Yeah, uh, I co-host Judging Book Covers podcast with Stephanie. Uh, it's great. Go check out those. Um, I will be on Men of Steel soon talking about Supergirl, the 1980s Supergirl, not the CW show. And sometime in the next few weeks, we'll also be discussing a Ryan Johnson movie on the Knives Out Minute by Minute podcast. We finished Knives Out. We're kind of running through Ryan Johnson's backlog because he doesn't have a big one. And also, I will be talking about you've got mail on the, I think it's the T. Hanks Thanks podcast. I'm going to have to check that one uh, soon in the next few months. This is like my next three months. So, Oh, I have also realized uh, when this drops, either... It will have just come out, or it will come out soon. I do an episode of Side Quests for the Fun and Games podcast, talking about one of my all-time favorite video games, Tales of Symphonia, which is as oh, yeah. old now as I was when it came out. T. Hanks for the memory. That's a really good podcast title. It is. Yes. yes. So, yeah. I don't have anything. I'll just hang out here and watch Animorphs. Hey Tim, we should we should start a podcast in which we get Tom Hanks to get into oceanography. We can call it T Hanks and So Long for All the Fish. That's a good one. So long and T Hanks for all the fish. Yeah, what if go. you just get I am uh I'm also going to try and silently force the issue of making making Yo Woo the Day into a podcast. My Zoom just froze and I missed all of that. Um, I'll, I'll hear it when I edit. Okay. It'll be a little surprise just for me. <laughs> yeah, you can put your response there. Yeah. Yeah. I won't. I'll <laughs> follow fine. up at the beginning of our next episode if any of us remembers. All right. In that case, we'd like to thank Red Sphinx for our show art. You can check out more of his work by supporting his Patreon or visiting at Chaos Does Art on Instagram. If you're instant if you're interested in getting some cool art. Email red at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com. Peep our social meds at Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at Minds at Yerk at gmail.com. Our website is Minds at Yerk.com. Yerk is spelled Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We are available on your podcatcher of choice, and if you can't find us there, let us know. We'll do what we can to fix that. Meg, you look like you had an epiphany. Had an epiphany. Just, uh, I'm assuming we have no new reviews. Nope. Um, but I did post on Twitter, and now that we're back in kind of Animorphs territory again, we'll be kind of posting things again if you want to respond to be read on the podcast. So 
I asked if anybody had any uh, initial thoughts and impressions about the show um, that weren't negative. Like, we all know it's a weird budget show. Um, but Daniel, no less name, responded with, honestly, I didn't mind it. It was fun in the sense of seeing something leap from the pages. I had no problem with the vast choices. I thought the Andalite looked good, looked pretty good, all things considered. For its budget, it's and such it's worth the watch. And I thought that that was really nice. Yeah. Like that's that's a really yeah. positive spin on the show. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Somebody say when, but say when pretty quickly. When? There's nothing you can do for me. Elfinger, right. as he's dying. Yeah. Ah, I was like, man, that could be. Yeah. I think the whole line is, there is nothing you can do for me. I will die. Yeah. Oh. But the I will die wasn't there. Will die. Can I, uh, can I make a request? Sure. As you watch the next three episodes, I want you to pick your favorite line and let that be the outro line. I like that. Yeah. I will try to remember that. Okay. All if right. not, we will also think of ours as well. Yeah. Yes. All right. I believe that does it for us then. My name was Alex. I'm Megan. I was Tim. And until then, we fight and watch the Animorphs TV show.